TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to the Two Guys and a Mike show here on the Talk Zone. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely gorgeous, beautiful Friday here in the fine city of Chicago. I hope it is only close to that beautiful whatever might city or town you are listening to here. David Olson, our producer, it's the coach flying solo today. The big dog is off today, so microphone number two is open for you. You want to chime in and uh, take a temporary shot at being the co-host? You could do so. In fact, if your call is real good, you know that seat's more open more often than not. We might hire you as the permanent co-host. What the heck? We can do a little, you know, radio's got talent. America's got talent here on the TalkZone.com. You call in, you're good. You might have the gig next week, Monday through Friday. Eight 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 four six three six seven. That is the phone number again, 888 You can always email us uh, at Mike2GuysAOL.com. Don't forget that's Mike, short for microphone, M-I-C, and the number two, Mike2GuysAOL.com. We are email efficient, if nothing else. Big sports weekend coming up, real big sports weekend. Lots of stuff going on, Major League Baseball kicking it into uh, high gear now, and we got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and... If you've been listening to the show here, you're aware, and I appear to be an island of one here at the corporate offices of the Talk Zone, but at least one person's excited about the greatest two minutes in all of sports, or as my ex-radio partner would say, the greatest two minutes in life outside the bedroom, the Kentucky Derby, the 136 running this week. There's also a big golf tournament, Tiger Woods, back in action. There's also a Walter Waite championship bout. If you want to pay, I don't know what it is, Whatever it might be on your HBO or Showtime, I haven't figured out how all that works. I've never called up and actually ordered a special presentation like that, but I don't think it's free TV. But it's Sugar Shane Mosley going up against uh, Floyd Merriweather, and that's also on Big Walter Wade Championship match. I know HBO has been doing kind of a uh, training camp lead-up to that, kind of an insight into what the boxers go through leading up to that big fight. That's been kind of a preview to it. Kind of cool, sort of like the NFL has done with their, they follow uh, one team through the exhibition season. I forget what they call it, but uh, pretty fascinating television, actually. I haven't been able to watch a lot of the boxing, a little bit of it. I know the football is pretty interesting, uh, and HBO does a nice job of producing that. So we got lots to talk about. Only an hour actually make that to be exact, 53 minutes and 38 seconds, but who's counting? And again, we want to do it with you, the listener out there. Any comments, questions, thoughts, criticisms, positive, negative, particularly the positive. It has to be negative. We can do that too. 888-463-6748. David Olson, our producer. David, every day I say gorgeous day here. I tend to try to start the show off on an optimistic note. I don't know if you were outside today. I mean, it, it maybe by midday it's going to be hot. But I was outside for about an hour this morning. It might be like the nicest I don't know how you describe but it might be the nicest temperature weather that I've ever felt. Which is quartz. Got the breeze blowing. The air is particularly fresh. Right before the show, too, I uh, uh, look in the back seat of my car, emptying out all the baseball. 
equipment from a Pony League game the night before last night. A tough 12 to 10 defeat for my ball club, by the way. Down 5 to 1. It's unbelievable here. Down 5. When we come back, we take an 11 to 5 lead. By the way, need I say our team name this year is the Cubs. <laughs> I told the kids we don't have to play like the the actual Cubs team, but apparently we are five to one down. We jump into an eleven to five lead. The other team comes back, beats us eighteen to eleven. We collapse in the final inning. Ah, brutal three hour ordeal too. Absolutely brutal. But anyhow, I finally and in Chicago, you got to be careful of taking the ice scraper out of the back seat, right? Because it's like um, it's like washing the car. You know, you wash the car, it's going to rain the next day. So, And the look, people in Chicago know what I'm talking about. You don't take that ice scraper out too soon. I thought today, I think I'm safe. I took it out of the back of the car, put it in the garage. Yeah, see, I stopped doing that. I never put it in the garage. I just throw it in the trunk. The whole year. Whole year. Whole year. <laughs> I, I, I've been burned on that. Okay. I've been burned on that. Yeah. I have too. I just thought, what, late April now? Late April, when we come back on Monday, we'll reconvene. It'll be the... Beautiful month of May. You're probably right, but, uh, you know, like the wild man I am, I'm throwing caution to the wind and I put the ice scraper away. I'll probably be coming back next week and we'll have uh, wind storms and snow storms and ice storms by midweek. Anyhow, it's just sensational. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, and you know, and I, was, I was driving into it. I don't want to get too uh, epithelial here, too philosophical. I don't actually think epithelial is a word. I tend to use it. I kind of like that word. If you look it up in the dictionary, I don't think you're going to find that if you do, it probably means something completely opposite of what I use it, but I kind of it, it's it's kind of the combination of epitome and beautiful. Anyhow, an epithelial. I don't want to get too epithelial, too philosophical, but um, we all get so busy in our lives. We all get so wrapped up in our own lives and all the problems and the busy schedules. We really do. I don't want to be uh, you know mommy or daddy or teacher lecturing here, but just. As I was driving in on this sensational, beautiful Friday, you really do need to step back and just take a deep breath. And the ability to enjoy life simply is a lost art. It's getting lost more and more all the time. But uh, just, you know, use your other senses, too. Use your, Smell the air. Just look around and enjoy the beauty of, of nature. Just feel the breeze. Use your... Uh, Sense of touch, if you will. We're so dominant. I remember one teacher who, um, I think it was back in college, and she did uh, kind of a lesson, kind of an experiment with us on a, on a beautiful, probably about an April day at the University of Illinois, took us all out of the quad and told us to close our eyes because of the five senses. There are five, right? I think I've lost a couple along the way. Is memory one of the five senses? Because if it is, I've lost that. I'm down to four already. i got to hold on to these. I don't know how long left i got, but uh, my hearing's going, so that's not so good. The eyes, I've had glasses since second grade, so whatever. I've got the, of the five senses, I think I'm down to three, and of those three, two of them aren't very good, so I'm in deep trouble here, but enough of my problems. But um, the teacher explained how we use our eyes, our visual sense is so dominant over everything else. So to close your eyes and, and then, you know, just to listen. Use your sense of sound, okay? And then use the sense of smell, okay? And then close your eyes. We were sitting on the quad on a beautiful day, and use your sense of feel, sense of touch. Now, that caused some problems because it was a beautiful day. Some of the college co-eds were looking particularly beautiful. A few people in the class took the uh, 
get in touch with your sense of touch a little bit too extreme. So the lesson had to end at that particular point. But the lesson was well taken. It's something I've took with me all through my life is uh, the ability to enjoy the simple things in life is one that some, often we forget. And it's one of the true, great, true, great things that you can have in your life. True, great presences that you can have in life. Ability to enjoy life simply. All right. Ability to enjoy baseball as we uh, transition into the sports talks, getting more and more difficult here in the city of Chicago. Tough loss for the Cubs yesterday, 13 to 5. They were down 13 to 1 at one point. Wow. Listen on radio, Pat Hughes and Ron Santo. I think it was like the sixth inning. And they're down 13 to 1. You could almost hear in their voices. You know, and announcing is a great gig. And again, our phone lines are open here. You want to talk some baseball? We'll. Start off the show with a little Major League Baseball talk. We'll do a quick recap, take you around Major League Baseball, some of the highlights, and there were a bunch actually yesterday. 888-463-6748. You're a baseball fan. Chime in. Love to hear from you. You can be the co-host today. We'll get into some NBA playoffs, the NHL, and um, the Derby, and a few other things along the way as well. But you could just hear in the voice of our two Chicago announcers, we're to what, 20, 25 games deep into the season. Cubs are down 13-1 to in the sixth inning. And again, it's a great job. Everybody, not everybody, but there's lots of people, myself included, a lot of people in the radio industry. Being a play-by-play announcer for a major league team would be a dream job. But it's 162 games. And if your team is not good, and you could just hear it in the voice of Pat Hughes and Ron Santo, Cubs are already struggling. They're down 13-1 to to a middle-of-the-road Arizona Diamondback, and you could just hear them struggling. To fight through the broadcast, and I think inherent in that is the realization that they still got like 138 more of these to go. And again, dream job, wonderful job, a lot more people to feel sorry for than the announcers for the Chicago Cubs. But if it is a losing Major League Baseball team, you got your work cut out for you, and it can uh, it can be a challenge and it can drag as the season went on. Ted Lilly. Normally a pretty solid pitcher for the Cubs. He didn't blow up, but he wasn't good. Then they brought in uh, Jeff Gray and James Russell, the middle relievers. And the score went from 6-1 to one and thir- to 13-1. Uh, to one. And Lou Pinellas had that problem all season long. You bring the middle relief guys in to hold the score, give your offense a chance to come back. And in the Cubs' case, the offense uh, kicked in a little bit in the later innings, but the middle relief blew up and uh, rendered that offense absolutely useless. Cubs go down 13-5. to Game two against the Diamondbacks today. White Sox. White Sox, a little better news for them. Seven to five. They pull out a victory against the Texas Rangers. They, uh, avoid the sweep. Hallelujah. Big thrill. Texas won the first two. It looked like for a while the Rangers were going to, uh, sweep the Chicago White Sox, but Sox do a nice job. Come back, get the victory. Pauly Canerco, two home runs, leading the American League, 10 on the season. Not bad for Paul Canerco. He's known. For some of those uh, on-again, off-again seasons, real hot one season, off the next season. I don't think he was that off last year. He was kind of a middle of the road last year. But so far this year, red hot Paul Canerco. A couple of homers, and he was the big reason for the victory. Yes, sir. He's kind of been off since 2005. You know, he, you know, he kind of... Yeah, he really has. I mean, he's had some decent years, but nothing like the numbers he would put up before he got that contract. Mm-hmm. After the after the World Series year. The contract. The contract. Yeah, mm-hmm. the big money contract. I thought he snuck in one good season in there. Because he's been known for that on again, off again. But, uh, hey, what is it, contract year again this year? 
Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it is. <laughs> I, I, I think it is. I have to look that yeah. up. It's amazing how that happens, huh? Isn't it? And I still get a kick out of Ozzie Guillen, who the entire offseason traded away his big boppers. All the talk was, this is going to be my ball club. We're going to play the way that I want to play. Kenny Williams was a little hesitant, but he said, you know what, Ozzie? We're going to give you the kind of team that's going to do that. We're going to play Ozzie ball. We're going to bunt, hit opposite field. We're going to steal bases. We're going to do the little thing, do a little bit of that, do a little bit. Total failure. Total failure in that phase of the game to the first 25 game. And after pretty much giving up on the home run ball, it's been the power game. The few games the White Sox have won this year, it's actually been via the home run. So it's... <laughs> Be careful what you wish for because you might get it. Ozzie and, and the White Sox a win yesterday behind a couple of homers by Paul Canerco. I haven't checked the recent um, stats, but I know the uh, Sox, I think, as of a couple days ago, were tied for the American League lead in home runs. With Canerco's two yesterday, i got to believe they're up in the top couple. So uh, pretty humorous. Ozzie looking for small ball, and his team keeps hitting home runs. Come on, guys. we got to stop hitting home runs. The way to win, you got to start bunting. Got to hit opposite field. Canerco, you jack a couple more today. You're sitting on the bench for a couple days. Damn it. It's not Aussie ball. All right. 888-463-6748. Other baseball highlights. Uh, yesterday, St. Louis, the Cardinal. And again, whatever city you're calling from, listening from, you want to talk some baseball, we are right here for you. Typically, we try to sneak it in each and every day. A little MLB recap. The Cardinals. Knock off the Atlanta Braves yesterday. David Freeze, 10 to 4 was the final score. A rookie by the name of David Freeze, six RBIs, homer and a double. So of the 10 runs that St. Louis gets, David Freeze knocks in six. The St. Louis Cardinals, similar to the Minnesota Twins, probably the two best teams in baseball I can think of that keep bringing new players in. They keep losing players, but they keep bringing new quality players in. The Twins do it in the American League, and I know the St. Louis Cardinals are the arch-rival of my beloved Chicago Cub, but uh, despite the fact that they're an arch-rival, I respect them. I respect the organization. Tony LaRusso can be a little bit pain in the backside, but I do appreciate the way he manages the game. And the Cardinals, uh, they approach baseball from the way they play to the way they built their system to the great fan base that they have. Again, I'm a Cubs fan, but I totally respect the St. Louis Cardinal fan. They are good baseball fans down there. I thoroughly appreciate them, but I would never go to a game in St. Louis in August, late July, or early September, because that heat is absolutely stifling. Side note. Uh, Atlanta, by the way. The Atlanta Braves in an absolute free fall. Bobby Cox going to have the big one. 75 years old. Will he make it to 76? Nine losses in a row for the Bravos. Haven't heard a whole lot about Jason Hayward lately. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Jason Hayward struggling to hit the curveball just off the outside part of the plate. They found a hole in his bat. Atlanta Braves, nine consecutive losses. This is a team that uh, a lot of experts and myself, I'm not including myself in an expert. I said a lot of experts and myself, okay, because I am far from an expert. I'm a guy that reads the preseason magazine. I'll catch up on baseball a little bit and then come on one hour a day here on the radio and play the expert. But I got some decent instinct. Anyhow, anyhow, the Atlanta Braves were uh, you know, a lot of people's pick. Maybe to be one of the teams to click this year in the National League. So far, not true. Nine-game losing streak, but there was, help me out here, there was an NBA basketball team that lost 10 games in a row this year and came back in the playoffs. Who would that be? Oh, yeah, our very own Chicago Bull. 
So don't count the Atlanta Braves out in baseball. You got 80, 162 games. Basketball only 82. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh knocks off the Dodgers two to nothing. Nicely done by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Three wins in a row. You remember this is the same Pittsburgh team that was the brunt of the jokes from uh, David Letterman to Jay Leno to George Lopez to Conan O'Brien. If and when he ever gets his show back, Pirates got crushed. Crushed last week. 36 to one. In a series by the Milwaukee Braves. Remember they lost one game 20 to nothing. Then they lost their next game. Four losses in a row. Pittsburgh turning it around. Three wins in a row, beat the Dodgers yesterday 2-0, only a couple of games below 500, rooting for the Pittsburgh Pirates again. Any low-budget team, any team uh, that is not paying their players, that's the ball club I'm rooting for. My theory is the more those teams win, the more success they can have in the aforementioned Minnesota Twin would be an example of that. The more success they have, the less that some of these uh, ridiculous owners, well, I shouldn't say ridiculous owners, that some of these owners will pay these ridiculous salaries to these overpaid players and realize that there's guys that you can get that are almost sometimes just as, maybe even more talented for a lot less money. 80% of these guys getting the absurd salaries are not worth it. Don't deserve it. Personal opinion. Pittsburgh 2, LA 0. Point well taken. Of course, if you look at the record of Pittsburgh the last, oh, say, three, four, five, sixteen years, it helps to destroy my point. But, you know, any positive I can get, I gotta argue for the defense. The defense doesn't have a whole lot of arguments here. We gotta take every advantage we can. American League Toronto knocks off Oakland six to three. What the buck? What the buck was happening in Toronto? John Buck, the catcher. Three homers in one game. Three homers in a game. Toronto knocks off Oakland. John Buck, I'll be, uh, Perfectly honest in saying I haven't even heard of John Buck. I'm assuming he's the regular catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Three HRs in one ball game. Blue Jays six. Oakland three. Nice win for Toronto. Yankees knock off Baltimore four to nothing. And they get a couple of home runs from Robinson Cano. AJ Pernett uh, pitches eight. Very nice innings. And I think if you 25 games into the season, you had to pick an American League MVP, it might be. New York Yankees second baseman Robinson Cano. I mean, this guy has just knocking the ball around. 390 batting average, I believe. And we talked about Canerco in the lead in the American League with 10 home runs. The White Sox very own. I believe he's now tied with Robinson Cano, who also has 10 home runs. The guy's been on fire for the uh, New York Yankee. Finally, finally on the MLB, ca- uh, MLB recap and round him up, uh, Tampa Bay knocked off Kansas City 11 to 1. Kansas City. Another one of those low-budget teams I'm rooting for. <clears throat> My dream World Series, Dave, if it um, if it didn't involve the Cubber Sox, is I always root for the low-budget team. My dream World Series, and this would be a dream, uh, because it won't come true, Kansas City, the Royal, taking on Pittsburgh Pirates. That would be it. Two teams that have sold off all their high-priced players. Two, two franchises, by the way, that both used to be pretty good in baseball. And the Kansas City Royal fans, I, I can't speak for them anymore, but uh, they used to be great, great baseball fans. I know there's been a lot of losing over the years in Kansas City, so I don't know. Maybe those fans have moved on. And, you know, That many years of losing can uh, start to affect you, but, boy, they used to be great baseball fans, there, as were Pittsburgh Pirate fans. Back in the day, the Pirates had some great teams, but because of uh, primarily because of the financial situation of Major League Baseball now and secondarily, 
because they have not uh, been able to build up their minor league system and made the right draft choices. But clearly the former, a lot more significant than the latter. Baseball, unfortunately, professional sports, very much a money game right now. By the way, our um, ex-co-host here, Mark Carmen, who has done eh, probably a half a dozen shows filling in, Mark Carmen now doing pre and post for the Kansas City Royals. Not sure if that's a promotion or a demotion, but uh, we wish Carmen the best of luck. He's out in Kansas City. So all those uh, female fans out there that were Mark Carmen fans, and there were at least a couple of you, although one of the couple, I'm not sure if he was female or not, uh, Mark Carmen, the reason he's not here now, out in Kansas City, hopefully making a good buck. All right, 888-463-674. Oh, real quick, final team we got to talk about before we take the break. We'll turn it around, talk some NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs. And don't forget, don't forget, Kentucky Derby, we're going to break it down a little bit. The coach is going to give you the winner. Kentucky Derby talk coming up here for a couple of minutes, too. We'll, we'll talk on the Derby about as long as it takes to do the race. How's that? About two minutes and 12 seconds. Can you give me that much time, Dave? Absolutely. You wouldn't know a pole Absolutely. position. And I just, I need to point out before we move on Uh-oh. that your dream of Kansas City and Pittsburgh, yes. it's probably Major League Baseball's worst nightmare. Yes, because of TV ratings. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's okay. Who cares about the administration or the higher ups of Major League Baseball? I'm, what I care about is the fan. See. And I, I take the thinking a couple steps, you know, I got that guy. Oh, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm with you. I'm elevated with you. thought yeah. process here. See, if Pittsburgh and KC make the World Series, the owners stop paying the big salaries. If they stop paying the big salaries, suddenly we don't see maybe quite as much advertisements at the ballpark. Maybe if the salaries come down, maybe instead of a five-minute break between innings, it becomes a three-minute break between innings. If the salaries come down a little bit, if we get a Pittsburgh-Kansas City World Series and it's proven that there's good ball players throughout, you don't got to pay these overpaid guys out of control, 10, 12, 8 million, that you can get a guy just as good for 750,000 or 1.5 million. Maybe when there's a walk, we don't have to hear this walk sponsored by the Goodyear Tire Company. You'll never have to walk with a flat tire because Goodyear holds up each and every time. Maybe we won't have to hear that crap in the middle of the game. It never happened because now that they, cause they got that revenue stream now, they're not going to give it back because even if the salaries go down, you think they're going to cut their profit margins? No way. No way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you just not, completely not, burst my butt. I'm I'm sorry. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I guess. But no, but seriously, now that they now that they've got those revenue streams, yeah. they're not going to cut them off. Just it's like, oh well, we're not you know we're not play, paying player X ten million a year anymore, mm-hmm. or you know paying them five million a year. They're just going to pocket that five uh, extra five million and still sponsor the walks yeah. All and right, still I'll, put up the signs. I mean, you, they're going to. Uh, can you meet me halfway? Is there a chance if the salaries came way down? that uh, they could make the ticket prices affordable again for uh, Joe Jones and Joe Jones' wife and his two-and-a-half kids in one-car garage? Ticket prices maybe come down, so at least the fans could afford to uh, maybe go, God forbid, to two games, take the family to two games a year, not one. What what, what I think they're going to do, I think there's going to be more of a movement to do a structure like what the White Sox have with the, you know, tier games, A, B, and C games. I think there's going to be a movement towards the family games where, you know, mm-hmm. family of five gets in for X out in the bleacher seats. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's coming. So here's my, uh, and I've mentioned this before. While at, the same, while at the same time, the premiums are still going to go up and up and up and up. Yeah. So they give you a little, well, they help out here, but they're also going to push it up here. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're gonna they're gonna grease the people that are willing mm -hmm. to pay that money, but they're gonna do what they can to attract the people that aren't yeah. spending that money. Smart business people. That's why they own baseball teams, right? Oh, exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. My, you know, we're we're gonna take my son to his first game this year, and that's what that's what we're looking at is mm -hmm. like okay, those you know tier C games during the week, you know, Kansas City on a Tuesday night where they drop the ticket prices and everything like that. Because it's like mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not gonna pay eighty five dollars to take a three year old to see a no. baseball game. No. Take your son out, buy an obstructed view ticket. He'll never know the difference. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> When in doubt, go obstructed view for one quarter of the price, right? Here's my dream as we head into a break. And I remember, first of all, real uh, quickly mentioned Tampa Bay knocking off Kansas City 11 to 1. Best record in all of baseball. The Devil Rays waking up, waking up some of the senior citizens in Tampa Bay 17 and 5. They are playing unbelievable baseball right now. Hottest team around Tampa Bay. But, um, Here's, and I think the American public is ripe for this, and you're going to call me crazy probably, but if I were owning a team right now, here's the philosophy I would go. I would go complete opposite of the New York Yankee. Okay? And I would make it known to the fans, we are not going to pay for any high-priced ball players. We are going to find young, hungry players. Maximum we're going to pay them is $750,000, whatever you want to call it, million. That's all we're going to pay. We're going to bring in young, hungry players that we're going to play. And you know what? You're going to see a team fighting out there. You're going to see a team hustling. We may lose, but every win, anytime you win, it's like a huge upset. Okay? So you build that mentality with the team. You kind of build the underdog mentality with the city. And I think people now, I think the working, and by the way, I would bring the ticket prices way down. Okay? If I were owner of the team and I said, you want to buy a $100 ticket, get out of here. We don't want you. The only people I want is we're, we're 5 10 15 20 bucks for a ticket. And we're bringing the concession food prices down too. But again, we're not paying the big bucks for the uh, the players, okay? But we're going to bring in. We're going to look for strictly good attitude, hustling, love of the game players that want to play for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. And you're telling me there aren't guys like that? We'll find some, okay? I know we're so used to we we become um, it's it's uh, velocitized. You know, it's like we're driving down the highway at 60, 65, 70 miles an hour. You get off the highway and you're driving at 45 or 50, which is still pretty fast, but you feel like you're going slow. So I think, you know, salary-wise, the comparison I would make, we're paying the guy 750000 Ah, cheap. You're not going to pay these guys. You're not going to get any players to pay. You pay that cheap. $750,000. And I'm just throwing that number. You can get some damn good players to play for that price at the major league level and again. You go with the total underdog mentality, the opposite mentality of the Yankees. We probably win 40 games a year, but the beauty of it is every time they come to the park, first of all, the fans are going nuts. They're cheering. Okay, We'd have the underdog mentality. Any victory you get, any near victory, is like a huge win. It's like a major upset. See? Dave's giving me, he's got, you can't see him now via the webcast. Dave's got a nice smile on his face like, Coach, that's nice. You're absolutely crazy, Coach. But, Coach, that's nice. And most people feel the same way. But I'm telling you, I think the American public is ready for that kind of a mentality. If some owner could pull it off, I think he'd get a big following. And once you get a big following, you know what? There there are avenues you can make money once you get that crowd base going up. Is the show over yet? No? 
Uh, 33 minutes. I shot my wad in the first 27 minutes. I'm done. All right, we'll take a quick break. It's the coach playing solo today, and the more I fly solo, the more ridiculous ideas I throw out there. So you want to bring me back to ground zero, if you will. I'd appreciate that. 888-463-6748, the phone number. You can email us at Mike2GuysAOL.com. We talk the NBA and the NHL, and I'll come up with more weird theories when we come back in about 38 seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone all right thank you very much back on the two guys and a mic show sorry about that it was a little longer than 38 seconds uh 888-463-6748 the phone number two guys and a mic today it is one guy and one mic mic number two is open at your disposal. Feel free to call up and uh, be the temporary co-host of this fine show. If my voice wears out, you might be the sole host. Call up and uh, host the rest of the show. Stranger things have happened. 888-463-6748. Again, you can email us at mike2guysaol.com. The Big Dog off today, back on Monday. Don't forget we do our show every Monday through Friday, 10 in the morning to 11 Central Time. So it's... Uh, Five days a week, one hour a day, five in Toto. We also have a fan page you can check out, which is twoguysmike.com. And again, it's the number two, not spelled out to twoguysmike.com. All kinds of things on the fan page. We encourage you to check it out. I even put in a new uh, coach's quarter, Dave. I tend to update that um, about once every four months. Big John Palladi, who was our webmaster, keeps bugging me, coach. He got updated a little more often than that, and I'm trying my best. I just need to be... Uh, Reminded, Big John, by the way, our, everyone's big on this show. we got the big dog. we got our webmaster, Big John Palladia, but uh, does a tremendous job. Really does. Mediocre sports talk show. We're trying to get it up on our website. Our website's right there with the best. The talk zone website. I don't know who who is our, um, are you the webmaster, David? Really? 
graphics, all that good stuff. Very impressive. Are you uh, people who are, are looking to put a web page together? Are you available for part-time, out-of-work consulting jobs? You are not. He's shaking his head, folks. If you're watching on the web, the first part of it was, are you responsible? Are you available? Once again, for the web fans out there, are you responsible? Are you available? <laughs> Very nicely done. For the fans that aren't watching on the web, you have no idea what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, we met, said we mentioned NBA playoffs here. In the uh, Here in the city of Chicago, it's quieted a bit because the Chicago Bulls, after uh, putting a pretty valiant fight against the Cavaliers, did get knocked out. But good stuff. Good stuff going on in the NBA playoffs. I think this is maybe one of the more competitive um, top-to-bottom. Top-to-bottom playoffs that we've had really no dominant team. I don't think you call the Lakers or the Cavaliers a prohibitive favorites or dominant teams. Very, very good, obviously, but uh, fairly wide open. Fairly wide open. There's a lot of really good, really good NBA teams. Again, I don't know if I'd call any of them great. The Lakers might be the closest to it, but I don't think they're unbeatable. But uh, very, very competitive NBA playoffs this year. Uh, yesterday, late at night, much after the coach uh, fell asleep, the Phoenix Suns did eliminate the Portland Trailblazers. For all of our fans listening in Portland via the website, talkzone.com. David, if you got the cart ready, let's play the moment of silence uh, tape. You got that ready? I think it's number 34. All right, here we go. For Portland, their season comes to an end. A moment of silence. Thank you very much. Again, that production work put together by David Olson and a team of thousands, if not hundreds, if not uh, one other person. San Antonio knocked off Dallas, so Phoenix moves on. Stevie Nash, Amare Stoudemire, and company, they will take on San Antonio. How about that? Dallas came back. Um, they were down 3-1. Dallas, the favorite. Dallas, the favorite two-seed, taking on San Antonio. How unfortunate it was for Dallas to have to play San Antonio. A, San Antonio, uh, despite the fact that they're a seven-seed, championship mentality, championship players. Been through it before, and you know, come tournament time, come playoff time, they're going to be battle-tested. That proved to be true. And then B, and this is the point I emphasize, I think Dallas has got this like psychological thing with San Antonio. That they just can't get over the hump. And I think they did beat them last year, so maybe a lot of that psychosis was gone. But it must have come back. Maybe they should have gone back to the psych, uh, team psychology office because the Mavericks... For the most of the series, looked like they were praying a flayed, looked like they were kind of playing on the backs of their heels. San Antonio took the games to them. At any rate, the uh, Spurs win yesterday after the Mavericks crushed them. Crushed them in Game 5 a couple of days ago. You thought maybe Dallas has got their wheels on now, and they're going to put San Antonio away. Not to be. San Antonio wins Game 6 in front of their home fans. Knock off Dallas and Mark Cuban. Woo! Mark Cuban is going to be uh, not a happy man today. I don't know if coaches are going to be fired. Players are going to be fired. But Mark Cuban, the uh, very mercurial owner of the AC, once in a while I use a fancy word that's an actual word. Aren't you impressed? Most of my makeup, mercurial, I think is an actual word. But Mark Cuban, uh, he talked about how he just hates, hates the San Antonio Spurs. And I think if I get back into the psychosis part of it, I think that's a big reason that the psychology of the Mavericks, that that uh, underdog mentality that we can't beat them because they're the champions mentality. I think it came back a little bit because Mark Cuban was talking. 
so much about how we hate San Antonio. How I hate San Antonio. And the more he talked about it, I think the more pressure that Dallas Maverick team felt. And obviously it fired up the San Antonio Spurs. And Mark Cuban has to uh, leave San Antonio's beautiful stadium with head firmly entrenched between tail. Or tail between leg. Head between leg. Mark Cuban, not a happy man, whatever it might be this morning. San Antonio advances. They will take on the Phoenix Suns. Remember, I predicted. You got it on tape, right, Dan? I do. Okay. My bad predictions, by the way, those tapes are erased. Mm-hmm. And the few good ones that I have, we do uh, archive. Absolutely. Thank you. You had a comment <laughs> on uh, Mr. Cuban? Uh, yeah, well, not on Mr. Cuban, on Mr. Uh, Mr. Maverick himself, Dirk Nowitzki. Oh. Uh, the whole question, uh, is he going to do it, uh, uh, stick around for the last year of his contract yeah. or opt to join free agency? And they're starting to speculate he's going to, he's going to get out of Dodge and test the waters. Mm-hmm. So. Might be time. I mean, he's a great player. Guy's a sensational player, arguably. Maybe he slipped a little bit, little bit this year, but the previous couple of years, I think top five NBA player. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But the, the, he just finished his eleventh season. Okay, he's what thirty three, thirty four yep. now. Getting up there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he does test the waters. What kind of contract he's going to get? Mm-hmm. But he could be available this year. Yes, interesting, yes, because uh, he has not been amongst the free agent talk. No, no, no. Uh, I believe his contract is a player option. For the final year, okay. So, which he could forego the final year of that contract mm-hmm. uh, to either re-sign with the Mavericks for a long-term deal or mm-hmm. test the free agent waters. And my guess is uh, Mark Cuban and the fine administration that runs the Dallas Maverick after losing this year it might they might even be up for that. As great as Dirk Nowitzki's been, and Dallas Maverick now they haven't won any championship, but they've been good for a lot of years. Okay, so don't. I never denigrate that. Just because a team hasn't won a championship, I'm not one of these guys that say, oh, it's been a a waste, it's been unsuccessful. No, it has been successful. They've had a lot of great moments. They've entertained the fans. They've played winning basketball for a lot of years. So I say that's garbage when you say, oh, if you didn't win the championship, uh, you know, the rest of the stuff doesn't mean anything. To me, it does. Because they won some big games, I said, and they entertained the fans. Many exciting moments, but it could be time. Could be time for a little shake-up in Dallas. Well, I mean, they already went through the shakeup when they lost Steve Nash. And, I mean, now they're going to follow up with Nowitzki. It's, mm-hmm. I don't shaking. know. I don't know. you got to you know, keep shaking until something works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it might not be their their call with Nowitzki because, mm-hmm. I mean, where this all came up, as he told reporters, you know, he's going to be weighing his options now, now mm-hmm. that they're out. And, I mean, they asked him right after a playoff loss. So, I mean, his answer come Monday might be different than his answer last night, but... I don't know. Chicago I mean, Bulls have already come out and said they will trade Gennaro Pargo straight up for Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, exactly. They've exactly. offered that. See, you know, a friend of mine who's a big NBA fan on Facebook, you know, wrote, it's like, oh, wouldn't it be great if the Bulls went after Dirk Nowitzki? But it's like, you know what? If you're going to spend that kind of money, I'd rather have him go after one of the young bucks, you know, because you you, you could you could really score with Nowitzki, but it could be Ben Wallace again all over. You know, Oof. you're bringing a very sensitive moment for the Bull fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I already did. Do you, do you remember when when they signed Wallace? It's like, oh, that's it. Yep. There's the missing piece. Yep. And, you know, how, how'd that work out for you? He's going to give us that defense, that rebounding, that attitude, that leadership. He didn't get, he didn't rebound. He didn't play a lick of defense. He kept his mouth shut. He certainly wasn't a leader. And his attitude sucked. Oh, for four for Johnny Paxson and Ben Wallace. Yeah. But he got his paychecks. 
Got his paychecks, but um, yeah, I don't know. Dirk Nowitzki, for speaking as a Bulls fan, I don't know if he would fit into exactly. He's a great player. Again, obviously would upgrade any team, but uh, they're looking for a low post scorer and a shooting guard. And Nowitzki, as talented as he is, he's a step out 10, 15 foot player, kind of um, a similar offensive game to a higher level than a Luol Deng. He'll slash to the bucket a little bit, but uh, very good mid-range and distant shooter. Like Luol Deng, not as good of a distant shooter, of course. Yeah, there was an interesting article in the Trib today where Luol Deng and Kirk Heinrich are both expecting to be traded. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're expecting sign-and-trade deals. Interesting. So I'm surprised a little bit, Kirk Heinrich, maybe. But Luol Deng? Well, you know, those Kirk Heinrich rumors have been out there for yes. the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think with Luol Deng, I mean, they, they've been expecting so much of him, and he's just not hes hes just not living up to their expectations. Well, yes and no. I mean, it depends what your expectations are. And again, uh, Chicago Bull fans, NBA fans, you want to check in here, a little NBA playoff talk, 888 if you expect Luol Deng to be a star or your second leading scorer for an NBA team, you will be disappointed. Okay, And maybe his contract pays him as such. But I think Luol Deng has proven this season, previous seasons a little bit, and certainly in the playoffs, that if he is your fourth option, pretty good. Pretty good player. He can score. He can defend. Rebound a little bit. Yeah, but see, you hit it right up on the top there. They're, you know, They paid him to be the number two guy. Yes. Well, you know, and when they when they gave him that money, I mean, it was before they were even thinking about Derrick Rose. You know, it was, it was going to be him and Ben Gordon, yeah. and that just never, it's not it never his materialized. Fault. Not his fault. Luol Dang is trying his best. Huh? Okay, it's not his fault that they paid him that much. But I still no, say, no, 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 that that I will agree yeah. with you. It, it is not his fault. But but regardless of that, he's got that guaranteed contract, mm-hmm. and so it's. Uh, that uh, that that changes things significantly in the NBA. All right, LA Lakers uh, talking about changing things significantly. What if they get upset by Oklahoma City? That would be the shocker of the playoff. They're up three to two. The Lakers won their last game and they won it big too. I think something like a hundred and eleven to eighty-seven. So they answered the case. But uh, Oklahoma City not done yet. Game six, I believe, tonight as they take on the Lakers, and uh, we'll see if Kevin Durant and company, the Durantula. Um, Send it to Game 7 out in Los Angeles. Great series going on. Two really, really entertaining series. And Again, we talk about NBA playoff or NBA basketball sometimes kind of being routine, you know, yada, 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 wait to the last two minutes. And sometimes that actually is very true. I don't watch a whole lot of NBA basketball, quite frankly, but these playoffs, good stuff. Good stuff. Atlanta and Milwaukee, the uh, the drama. The soap opera, if you will, is growing here. Lots of stories, lots of side stories. The Milwaukee Bucks, one game away from pulling an upset. They win on Atlanta's home four. They've won three in a row when it looked like the Hawks were going to just romp to victory. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing to have a Milwaukee-Oklahoma City NBA Finals? I'd enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it, it Wait, I, uh, NBA Finals. Yeah, NBA Finals. It'd be like my Kansas City Royal Pittsburgh exactly, Pyro exactly, World Series. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, once again, they'd be uh, the, the, the NBA official would be having nightmares, but mm-hmm. you know, there, there you go. I don't even know Here if they have. Dream. Do planes even go from Milwaukee to Oklahoma City? I'm not, <laughs> you got to take covered wagons. I'm not sure if that yeah. even happens. But uh, great story. They lose their uh, leading scorer, the seven footer, Andrew Bogut, and the, the Milwaukee Bucks doing a great job. I love Joel's comment when they ask him who he would like to see if 
in fact, Vinny Del Negro is let go by the Chicago Bulls. Who would you like to see as the new coach of the Bulls? And Joel answers, uh, the guy who's in Milwaukee, Scott Skiles. Who, of course, two years ago before they brought Vinny Del Negro in, was the coach of the Bulls. Well, at the time, though, I didn't disagree with He kind of had war thin at that point. Yeah, yeah, he, he lost the players. And yep. once you lose the players, you can't go back. Yep. But here's another name for you, a coach that's going to be available at okay. the end of the season. Phil Jackson. No. Ah. Crazier things have happened, and I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll happen. But mm-hmm. interesting to think about. He's at the end of the. He's at the end mm-hmm. of his Lakers contract. Hasn't said what he's going to do. Hasn't said if he's going to stick around. Hasn't said he's going to continue coaching. Interesting. The rumor mill in full boil here. David Olson, our producer. Uh, just throwing out some stuff and just, seeing I, what's going to stick. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. It, it's it, actually, I have never, I've never seen. I haven't seen anybody mention that, but it's not that bizarre. Only because um, Johnny Paxson, the new GM of the Chicago Bulls, I think pretty good relationship with uh, Uncle Phil. Yeah, I think you're correct. I think you're correct. So maybe he will reach out. Now Phil Jackson has taken uh, nothing but championship teams. My guess is if you know what that scenario could come true if if a superstar comes to the Bulls. I don't know if Phil at his age is going to want to take over a young and upcoming team. But you add uh, Chris Bosh or LeBron James or who's the um Joe Johnson. Uh, there's one other great player that we're missing that has totally escaped me. Now, but you pick up one of those oh, guys. Oh, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, Dwayne Wade. Thank you. And I think you know what that that scenario is not that far fetched. Well, well, and, and the other the other way around, it's like if the Bulls did sign Phil Jackson, they're guaranteed at least one of those guys. They're guaranteed it. Interesting. I don't know if I agree with that, but interesting. Well, what, what you think just because Phil was the coach of the Bulls, absolutely, and LeBron and, and with Derek well, with, uh, with Derek Rose, I wouldn't say absolutely. I'd say maybe. I, you know, and with the money they're going to be able to pay somebody, I, I would say absolutely. I'd say 100%. 100%. Well, they're going to, they're willing to pay him the money irregardless of who the coach is. Yeah, I but think, you're I, saying I, I the think fact you... that Phil is here would... Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't... Again, yes. I'm not saying no, but I'm just saying I would not go as strong as you say absolutely. I'd say that could be a factor. Yes, I, I would say I would say it would guarantee any of the top free agents with the exception of LeBron James. With the exception of LeBron James, because mm-hmm. I think it, it's pretty apparent that LeBron is either going to stay in Cleveland or go to New Jersey. It's going to be one of those two scenarios, and there are going to be no other team, no other teams involved. Remember the rumor? Uh, I think we had mentioned on the show where I uh, heard it from a friend, who heard it from a friend, who heard it from another, as the song goes. But uh, somebody had told me that they know somebody who said it is already a done deal. Done deal. LeBron James next year coming to the Chicago Bulls. I doubt it, but I'm just telling you out there the person, I can't even remember who it was, the person who told me was fairly assured in that. Heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. Third source, fourth dairy source, if you will, but uh, very confidently spoken that it's already, it's already, if not signed, sealed, and delivered, at least orally, a done deal LeBron James coming to the Chicago Bowl. I'll see it when I believe it, Yeah, but yeah, that was some... one unnamed source. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Someday we got to get an unnamed source to co-host this show. The coach and the unnamed source. Wouldn't that be fun? We could bring in maybe each and every day. We could we could have a whole week, a different unnamed source each and every day. And if they really wanted to remain unnamed, could, you know, on the webcast here, do we have one of those, like, shadow things? 
so we can black oh, yeah, it out yeah, their yeah, face. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, we'll just put a little black yeah. square. Yeah, Like they do, you know, when you're talking to a criminal or a, someone reporting on the mafia, you yeah, could do absolutely. that? absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you're an unnamed source out there, you want to co-host the show, don't worry. We won't give your uh, throw your cover off. We can put you on the webcast and dial it up at 888-463-6748. We'll schedule you to come in and help co-host the show. All right, uh, Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby coming up. We also have a big golf tournament. Uh, let's take a quick, quick break. When we come back, we'll gather in some of the news and notes, titillating tidbits of the things happening over the weekend. And we also mentioned there's a uh, pretty good, pretty good boxing match coming up. Walter White Championship, Sugar Shane going up against the Merryweather. Back in a minute. We'll talk about that final segment of the show. Phone lines are open, folks. Dial it up, 888-463-6748. The coach, alone today, I'm a lonely man. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and we do welcome you back final segment of the day final segment of the week i know it's a sad moment in time when the two guys and a mic show signs off for a weekend no fret <laughs> don't you fret we'll be back on monday at 10 o'clock, the big dog and the coach answer service each and every Monday through Friday, 10 until 11 Central Time. Uh, we got a few minutes left here. We'll talk some um, little news and notes, if you will, some titillating tidbits happening in the world of sports. And, again, you want to check in, still some time to do so at 888-463-6748. Uh, real quick, before the Derby, we got uh, PGA Golf. Tiger Woods playing his second tournament since coming back. It is the, what do they call it, a quail? Hollow tournament, I believe, in beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina. Tigers shooting a two over 74 in day number one. So not so good. Not nearly the hype. Obviously not nearly the crowd attention of the Masters, but Tiger is back at it. And uh, we'll see what happens in Quail Hollow. I wonder, almost afraid to ask, if you win Quail Hollow, what does the trophy look like? Maybe you got to wear a jacket made of quail, and then you do that, and you have like, 500 people from PETA following you around at every occasion you're at. All right, so we got that going on. Big Walter Wade Championship. Any boxing fans out there? Has anybody paid? How do you do it? Let's say I wanted to pay the 49.95 to watch the match. I don't even know what I would do. Do you call up somebody? Is there a button I punch on my TV? I don't even know how to do that. You got Sugar Shane Mosley going up against a Floyd Merriweather Jr. 
But uh, Dave, do you have to like call up a Comcast to order those things? Um, it depends on how you have it hooked up. If okay. you've got your if you've got your telephone line running into your cable box, Uh-oh. you can just hit a button on your remote control and order it. Telephone line uh-huh. connected to the cable. Or, but you've got you've got DVR service and everything, right? Yes. I, yeah, I would assume you could just uh, so there's go, to, yeah, go to the channel that it's okay. on and hit order. Yeah. So. Like I'm paying for movies now. Exactly. They get it's, you on that, by the way. It's exactly. Yeah. They get you on that. Four ninety nine for the movies. Oof. Watching those adult channels again, Coach. Come on. No, no, no. Those are nine ninety nine. They show up in the bill too, so be careful. They will come and get you. Uh, but anyhow, that should be a heck of a match. Shane Mosley going up against Floyd Merriweather Jr. Very, very good. And again, HBO's been doing kind of a prelude to that, a little intro, introspective into the, um, training program of what the two boxers go through. And I've watched a little bit of it. It's actually very well done, very fascinating. We kind of compared it earlier in the show to what the NFL does when they take one team and follow them all the way through training camp. I forget what the heck the name of that show is, but. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty good stuff. 888-463-6748. So you got that boxing match. You got the Kentucky Derby on track. And we said, now the Derby takes what? Two minutes and 12 seconds to run it? So I've got two minutes and 12 seconds to talk about. All right. You got uh, 20 horses. The favorite folks, if you're not, um, a big racing fan, Escondaria came up with a swollen left ankle early in the week. He was supposed to be a heck of a horse. Todd Pletcher. Long-time trainer was supposed to finally win a Kentucky Derby, and his star horse comes up with a sore ankle. Now, he's got a couple other horses running, so he's still not out of the running, but uh, you got to feel for Todd Pletcher. I'm going to go. I'm going to pick the 30-to-1 horse, Line of David. Won the Arkansas Derby 30-to-1. Pretty good long shot. Pretty good long shot. One female racing, and I believe her name is Devil May Care. Not bad. You think about that. This could be a really interesting derby. 19 male horses and one female horse, and the female horse is known as Devil May Care. Devil May Care might like be in last place, and all the other horses might slow down. They might say, to heck, you know, to heck with the race. I got a feeling Devil May Care may draw a little bit more interest than the finish line does, and maybe then she pulls ahead. One filly, 19 guys. Oh, I'm sorry. One Philly, 18 guys, and one gelding. Homeboy Chris, running out of the 19 spot, 50 to 1 odds, he is a gelding. So maybe that's the one to pick. The other horses interested in Devil May Care. Homeboy Chris has already been gelded. He's got nothing to lose. He may shoot ahead. 50 to 1 odds, folks. You got the uh, the hint here. You might want to bet on that horse. But uh, all kidding aside, I'm going to take Lionel David, Kentucky Derby. Uh, greatest two minutes outside the bedroom that there is. Should be a lot of fun tomorrow at Five o'clock. Wide open. No favorite. It is wide open. All right, real quick, we got someone checking in. I believe it is our baseball expert. We got about two minutes for him, but checking in. He might be at Wrigley Field. He might be at Comiskey Park, or he might be at a bar just faking like he's at Wrigley Field or Comiskey Park. It's Seth Gruen checking in on some baseball talk. Seth, how are you? Coach, what's going on? Who are you picking for the Derby? Who am I picking for the Derby? I, I haven't had time to pay attention to that. I've, I've... I've been in baseball, but you said the what? best two minutes outside the bedroom. You yes. must be a minute man, huh? Take it easy. Take it easy. What, <laughs> what do you think about my theory, though, that the gelding at 50 to 1? And devil hey. may care. You know, a female named <clears throat> devil may care. I'm thinking the gelding might pull it out. The other horses might be more interested than the finish line. Yeah, you lay the right amount on that. You uh, wouldn't need to go to work the next day. <laughs> oh, I love work here. I'll still go to work. 
Yeah. All right, very quickly, Seth, what's happening? I'm almost afraid to ask because baseball in Chicago hasn't been real good, but uh, can you give can you give us any ray of sunshine? Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, obviously, Aramis Ramirez and, and Derek Lee are not hitting well right now, but <clears throat> if you look at the numbers, Derek Lee did not have a good April last uh, last season, and he, he actually hit under 200 yet, you know, came back, hit over 300, and, and had, I believe, over 100 RBIs, so... You know, the company line here is, is really that, that these guys are going to hit. They're too good not to. Um, and when that happens, it should have a residual effect on the rest of the Cubs lineup. Well, the question I have, I completely agree, Lee, and even more so Ramirez. Ramos mm-hmm. Ramirez, he is he's going to start hitting. There's, there's very few guys that would say that right. about he's one of them. But my question is, when those two start hitting, will Soto, Thurio, Fontenot, will the rest of them still hit, or is it going to be a topsy-turvy thing all season long? Well, I actually think Terry and Fontenot have been swinging the bat pretty well. Um, you know, not over the past couple of games, but uh, you'll recall actually two days ago, Fontenot was two for four. He just no, 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 no. I know, I agree. They're they're hitting uh-huh. now. My my point was when the other two guys start hitting, will the other guys stop hitting? I I, I see no reason to believe why they would stop hitting. I mean, when those guys hit, it has a residual effect on the rest of the lineup, especially a guy like Terrio. I mean. He's going to see pitches to hit. They don't want to walk him in front of a, you know, Derek Lee and Aramis Ramirez when they're swinging the bat well. Um, right. That's why it's so important that they do hit. Last September and October, not very good for last uh, August and September, not so good for Thurio. Hey, we got about the 20 seconds. Did you hear Lou Pinella, uh speak this morning? I did. I did. Just, just actually just finished that a few minutes ago. Real quick, uh, uh, give us a recap of his mood. He was fine. He was fine. You know, it's a nice day. Um, you know, new game. Uh, he's continuing to ro- rotate his outfielders and got Tyler Coleman in center today. So, okay. um, yeah, no no, re- no reason to believe uh, that he wasn't optimistic. Right. Beautiful. Seth, I hate to do it to you, but uh, we're getting the cutoff sign. I appreciate yeah, sorry, your checking in. Uh, calling earlier. Not a problem, my friend. We appreciate the check and behave yourself this weekend, will you? All right, we'll do. You too. All right, there it is. Seth Gruen checking in. we got to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Have a great weekend. We'll do it again Monday at 10. Remember, line of David, 30-1 to 1 in the Derby.